Welcome back to the Inclusive and Online Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Kate. And I'm Kayla. And together, we're your hosts for the Inclusive and Online Podcast. On this month's episode, we're reflecting on what we've learned in Season 2 and sharing what's in store for the next few months. Although we're taking a break from our regularly scheduled interviews this month, we're excited to announce that this month we sat down with Lucy Sherwood to be interviewed on the Moodle podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and Lucy about Moodle, inclusivity, and educational technology, you can check out our conversation by searching for the Moodle podcast on your favorite podcast directory. As the fall semester approaches, Dan and I recently had a conversation about different concerns students might be facing returning to campus. We discussed different financial issues that students face going into the semester, including the financial aid process, affordable housing, food deficiencies, and childcare. This also led into conversations surrounding the experience of entering college for the first time as an international or first-gen student. Yeah, it was a it was a great conversation because I just I asked Kayla, like, what do you want to do for an episode? What ideas do you have? And you threw out a lot of you know, the things, what are those concerns that students are facing when they come back to campus? Because they are many. Um, in my experience, my early career experience, I worked in financial aid and I did that for about seven years. And you got to have a lot of exposure to those types of issues in addition to learning about the business side of the university and, you know, the federal aid process. You had students coming in on a regular basis with, you know, needing money for housing, needing money for books, needing money for childcare. And, you know, it's a lot of difficult conversations, to be sure. Yeah, I think the, the financial aid process is a bit of a mystery to a lot of people, you know, myself included. It just feels very overwhelming. And so, you know, it's hard to imagine a student who's coming into this for the first time who really hasn't had any exposure to that process and trying to navigate the complexities of the financial aid process on top of maybe starting college for the first time, possibly being a first generation student or an international student who hasn't had to go through some of these things before. I think there's a lot to that topic that doesn't necessarily get a ton of conversation um, when it comes to college related issues. Yeah, I really wanted to delve more into the financial aspect, especially since we are going back into the fall semester, since it does hit close to home with all of my peers and just hearing different stories and um, being a first-gen student myself, just all of the complexities into going into school and the financial aid process and everything. And I thought it would be a good conversation that we could talk more about on the podcast. No, absolutely. It's uh financial aid is a big, confusing, complicated thing. I think that the federal government has tried to do more to uh, make it easier for people to apply and, and streamlining things, but there's a lot of legalese there. There's still a lot of institutional policy, state policy, federal policy, and I don't know many people who are experts in all those levels of policy, but there's there's a lot to it. And just even understanding how to read a financial aid award letter, understanding, you know, some of the consequences of going into loans or, or parent loans or, or private loans, whatever that may be, or perhaps, you know, suggesting, and I've done this many times, it's hard to do, suggesting, you know, maybe it's a good time to consider a more affordable version of school and then come back here, is that, uh, you know, some students may benefit from, you know, going to a community college instead of stepping into a four-year right away, or perhaps, you know, the, the dreaded still living at home 
which, you know, a lot of students didn't want to do that. They're ready to break free. But uh, it's it's getting your first kind of taste of financial literacy and, you know, having business that's really just upon you and not so much your parents to try and carry out. For many parents, that's confusing. For their students who have never had to do anything like this before, it's incredibly confusing at times. And, uh, you know, the financial aid people, I know that it's a tough job. They do great work. And I, I think it's one of the more underappreciated offices on campus because it is highly misunderstood. It's very an emotional type process, too. So shout out to our financial aid people who listen uh, and uh, hope you're hanging in there for your fall semester. Yeah, I think that's a, a interesting point that you make where it is a really um, it's a topic that you do get a lot of that legal language, right? You're you're in, you know considering government documents. And it reminded me a little bit of, you know, the the legal language um, we discussed in our syllabus episode um, where, you know, people are including some of those kind of required statements in their syllabi, you know, relying on like legal language that has to be in there. But it's not terribly approachable for students. It's difficult to understand if you're not trained in that area. Um, so it can be like a big a big barrier for students. And it's, I think, probably very important for someone who works in financial aid to be able to communicate those things to students in a way that feels a little bit more approachable, where the student might be very overwhelmed with all of this legal language that's coming at them. I, myself, I just remember almost four years ago now, reading all of that legal information when either like getting into school or reading my syllabuses or syllabi, sorry. Um, I was reading my syllabi and I would see all of this information and I would get super overwhelmed and like almost have to just put it away for a moment because I just wasn't educated on that yet. And thankfully through college, I've learned more, but I can definitely understand how overwhelming it could be. Uh, absolutely. And in addition to that, you might be, if you're in housing, living you know, on your own or away from your family for the first time. Uh, you've got potentially courses that are more rigorous than what you're accustomed to. You've got social temptations and you've got social growth. There's so much more coming at you. And you it's really kind of the, for many, you know, the first opportunity to be away from the safety net of home. If the, if you consider your home a safety net or, or whatever that may be, it's, it's a big upheaval from what you may be <clears throat> accustomed to. And there's also, you know, those students who maybe deferred going to uh, higher education for a few years and they're stepping in to that, too. And it, it's all brand new for them. Financial aid, housing, even the admissions process can you know, be a hurdle you know, for some for some people, too, especially with international students who have to you know, show proof of being able to pay and have to, uh, you know, uh, take language assessment exams. There's there's a lot that goes into being an international student and getting admitted as well. And then you have the same, you know, kind of you know, circumstances as all the other students at the academics and the social growth side of things. So even any one of those things could lead to being overwhelmed. You stack all of them together and now we've got August and September to really sort those things out. And that can, you know, it's not what I would consider the softest landing for the start of a fall semester. There's a lot of things that can cause that anxiety right there at the beginning of the school year. Yeah, because realistically, a lot of students who are starting school are not necessarily going to be at the same places in their lives. I mean, people are going to be 
different ages, from different backgrounds. They're going to have different experiences that they're bringing in. And regardless of whether this is a person who's fresh out of high school and just experiencing some of these for the first time or someone who might be at a very different place in their life, in the middle of a, a career, wanting a change, um, you know, coming at this and trying to figure out some of these things that might be brand new to them can be a lot, um, you know, especially with the the admissions process, the financial aid process. There's a lot to navigate. And we think about students um, who may uh, need additional accommodations through DSS. Many times it's the first time that they've had to go and request such things, too. So, I mean, there's for all the different types of students and people that we have talked to throughout the course of this season and this show, I think that it makes sense for us right now to shift our our focus onto looking at that financial aid experience, that admission process as we go into the fall semester to you know, hopefully, you know, share some of those stories and generate some empathy, a little bit more understanding you know, for what's happening. So that's what we're looking to do as we roll into the start of the fall semester ourselves. So with all this in mind, we're going to use the rest of this season to explore some of these topics in more detail, including DEI in the admissions process, the financial aid process, and mindfulness around diverse cultural practices during the holiday season. We're looking forward to diving in with our next month's guests. And we wish you all a great start to the fall semester, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. We value your feedback, and your ratings and reviews will help others discover our show. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Inclusive Online Pod and our Facebook page, Inclusive and Online. If you'd like to get in touch with us with your ideas, feedback, or requests to collaborate, you can send us an email at inclusiveonlinepod at gmail.com. We'll be back next month with our next episode. Until then, we hope you feel included.